1: Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow,
0: line dance
1: song. Hey, Sun Guy Nation. Welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sun Guy, along with the coach with the most gonna ask from coast to coast, he doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because he has a recipe for a really nice pot roast. Coach Mike Jones Some show notes if you're looking for some Earl Wrestling this week before we jump into things. Tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. RVW in Scipio, Indiana. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. DCW at the Festival in Salt Lake City. Tomorrow night, Heroes and Legends in Fort Wayne, Indiana. MCIW in Salem, Indiana. KEPW in Frankfort, Kentucky. Wrestle South in Lacey Springs, Alabama. Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. PRW in Portage, Indiana. CEW in Hobart, Indiana. War in Lima, Ohio. NLPW at the Festival in Fayetteville, North Carolina. NYWC in Utica, New York. OWA in Hillard, Ohio. And DCW returning to the festival there in Salt Lake City tomorrow But without any further ado, I want to welcome our guest to the program today Someone we've been looking forward to having on the show Prince Adonis, thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your day to join us
2: Uh, No problem, man, Uh, how are you doing today?
1: Doing very well And since today happens to be your first time with us, I will lead you out today with the traditional first-timer question. What led to you getting into the business of professional wrestling? Uh,
2: Maybe one word, maybe two words. Uh, The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) The Rock, man. Yeah, man. I uh, I started watching Attitude Era. Well, I'll say, I'll say, that and DX and NWO. So it's three things, pretty much, that led me to wanting to get into this business, man. It was like, man, it was magic, like, watching that stuff. Because I know when I was a kid, I watched, like, Hulk Hogan and, like, Randy Savage with my granddad. I watched a lot of that stuff with my granddad. But then when I got, like, to be a little bit older, uh, the the Monday Night Wars, Attitude Era, all that stuff had me, like, I was sold. I was like, yeah, all, that stuff just had me sold.
1: Now, the Monday Night Wars era, of course, 20 years ago, now that you're in the business and you've gotten to know things from an insider's perspective, do you think that that era of wrestling was sort of a high point for industry, or do you think that there might have been eras before then or since then that were the top of the industry?
2: Uh, I kind of, I kind of think that was the top of the industry, it, 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 because I was, you know, I kind of watched stuff before, and then I, you know, of course you go back and you start watching stuff again, the older the older stuff. Like, I mean, I think the 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 80s, the late 80s and stuff, when they were actually putting wrestlers like in movies, like Roddy Piper and Hulk, Hulk Hogan, that was a pretty uh, high point too. But I feel for like, yeah, I feel like, and I think like WrestleMania one when they started. Using celebrities. I feel like that was a good time too, but I feel like the half point really was uh, The Monday Night Wars and it kind of and, it kinda, and it, of course it made a multi multi billion dollar superstar in the rock As far as his movies and stuff like that So it, it he took he took it to a whole other level with that stuff So I, I do I, I really do feel like the Monday Night Wars because there I don't think there were any bigger stars than uh, Rock and stone cold back then like individual stars
1: I would have to agree with you there now, for your own career, you have been a singles competitor, but you also have been part of some tag teams, and you've done a lot of tag team wrestling. Do you have a preference personally when it comes to tag wrestling versus singles wrestling?
2: Um, They both have their uh, ups and downs. I think, like, um, I don't have to do it as much. <laughs> as a tag wrestler, you know, uh I've been I've been wrestling about the uh, 11 years now, maybe yeah 12 years now. So, uh I've been single all pretty much all of my career. I've had maybe a few, I've only had like one other tag team partner. Uh that's when I was like 3 3 years in the business, but um this is this right here is like a ride of a lifetime. Like I was about ready to stop. I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm I'm about I'm about out." I'm about burned out on it for a little minute. It's like I'm gonna stop for a little minute and come back or whatever. But then I got with Night Train and uh, uh at first we were we were a, a stable and then one of the other guys he, he just stopped wrestling. So we became a tag team. So it's it's most definitely up like uh, and uh, uh it's, it's, it's it's a high right now. Again, it feels like I'm reinvigorated because uh, my partner has, has made me more, way more motivated than I was before.
1: Now, In the era of pro wrestling that we're in right now, there are a lot of great tag teams out there, both at the national level and on the independent level. Tag teams are something that has an ebb and flow to it. Sometimes the focus isn't so heavy on tag team wrestling industry-wide. Sometimes there's a lot of focus there. But we've had things like the Crockett Cup sort of revive the interest in it. Do you think right now being in a tag team might be more beneficial to a wrestler than it was, say, three to five years ago?
2: Yeah, uh most definitely, man. And and um going from a singles to a tag guy, I really like um I really like I really like that it's there and that it's and it's there for us to indulge in 'cause Because back in the day they was try they were always people were always trying to find who was the star of the tag team? It was all—it it was never just a straight. Unless you're talking about uh, maybe the Dudley Boys, but uh, or any uh, other tag team that's well built, uh, well-oiled machines. But for the most part, they were—they were just trying to find out who's gonna be the who's gonna be the star of the tag team. And I, I kind of, you know, I was like, oh, that's—it's all right. But if when when they finally started making tag team wrestling more relevant than it was before. I like it was back in the day. I felt like it's it, it's gotten way way kind of back like it was, and it's got better. You're not always looking for a star. You're most you most definitely looking at the whole tag team as a whole. Not all who's who's gonna be the breakout guy of this group? It, it, especially if it's if, if it's not if it's not a group that that that's been tagging all this time that they just put together somebody that's been tagging and they don't want to break up like uh, like. The young bucks don't you you don't you're not you, you're not looking at the young bucks like who's gonna who's gonna be the single guy at this group at this point because they're not you you know at this point they're not gonna they're not splitting up they're not gonna be no one of them goes on to be world champion and intercontinental uh, or anything like that or TNT champion anything like that they're they're a tag team they're complete and that's where they want to stay.
0: So in our recent
1: Uh, past here in the last month or so at the national level, we've seen a lot of big things happening at the national level. One of the things that happened this year is Ring of Honor went on a hiatus as far as producing television. All of the wrestlers and a lot of the backstage personnel got released from contracts and in the last few weeks the company ring of honor was purchased by tony khan it potentially has the makings of a game changer in the industry it could be a huge deal or it could be something that fizzles out we just don't know yet but what do you think of the ring of honor situation as it relates to what could potentially happen up and down the industry
2: Well, uh, Ring of Honor been around so long and it being such a, <clears throat> it being such a um, staple in the wrestling community, especially independent wrestling community, especially in like other companies looking at the talent and trying to sign the talent, it, 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 it's it's a big deal. I feel like it's a big deal right now for Tony to come in because now you have the other companies don't that they can't pick and choose from the Ring of Honor guys because he uh, he actually has them in his. I don't know if he signed everybody to contract for him purchasing. I don't know if those, if those, uh, con- those uh, contracts and stuff came with the, um, the talent, came with the contracts and all that stuff. But for it to be – I want to know – I really kind of want to know, is he going to uh, keep Ring on a, his own product or is he, he going to, like, um, fold it into AEW? But I feel like if he folded it into AEW, it would be like a waste. So I kind of feel like he should he should kind of – Give it its own, like let it have let it have its own legs and keep the keep the talent separate, or let them you know let them just come in every once in a while. But for, I think he should, he should kind of keep the talent separate and uh, you know n- not always have them on like have have the Ring of Honor wrestlers on AEW or have AEW wrestlers on Ring of Honor. I think I think he should he could he could let it let it stay its own um, entity.
1: Now, in addition to. Tony Khan, of course, buying that company. Impact Wrestling has utilized several members of the Ring of Honor roster for a faction there, and they have also held Ring of Honor championship matches. Pretty much all the titles have been defended at Impact since the hiatus started. What do you think of this era that we're in where promotional lines get blurred Pretty often, and people can come and go
2: between companies so freely now. I think that's uh, – being in uh, interim ring myself, I think that's amazing. Like, I, I remember um, when uh, Triple H was kind of trying to do that with NXT. I kind of wish that WWE would do the same because, I mean, it's not hurting anybody. It's just pretty much showcasing all of the talent all around. So I think I think that's a pretty good. It, it look it's, it's a good look for the New Japan guys to come and everybody to just be even even with uh, Kenny Omega being the Impact champion for that little time. It just I feel like I feel like that that it's 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 lines to be crossed that weren't that weren't necessarily supposed to be crossed or crossed before or I guess that the um the promotions didn't really want to do anything like that because they they because sometimes the promotions start to have bigger stars than other promotions I guess. So they didn't want to cross the lines of, um, of having the bigger guy. Cause sometimes you don't know who to put over. Let's just say you have your world champion and their world champion. You don't know. Cause you don't want to make your company look weak. So that's, that's that's for the most part, they didn't want back in the day. They didn't want companies to look weak. Cause you put somebody against somebody and like, okay, well he beat him. So that kind of makes the company as a whole look weak. But I kind of, I kind of like how they don't mind crossing those lines now. Now. Now I wish I could get. I wish they, I wish New Japan would let like Okada and some of the other big big guys work at, at AEW or Impact or anything like that. Because that'd be that'd be amazing. Like I would like to see that. I'd like to see Naito or somebody big, like do something like that as well.
0: Now one
1: of the big things in wrestling over the last few years in the United States has been Lucha Libre. It started over 25 years ago when WCW was working with AAA and bringing a lot more Lucha Libre wrestlers to the American audience. But in the last 10 years or so, we've seen a lot of all Lucha groups in the United States. We've seen television shows in the United States that have Lucha feels to them. What are your opinions on Lucha Libre as a style and as something that you as a performer might have as an option?
2: Now, as far as that, I think it's really cool, too. Uh, it's A lot of that stuff, I'm like, man, that's crazy. I wish I could do stuff like that. But <laughs> It's, it's um, amazing, fast-paced. Uh, I heard Lucha Underground was coming back, so that's good to hear. It's, it, it's, uh, as much as I remember, like you could actually watch, it was like three different companies on TV at once, and it's it, it, to see multiple uh, what's it called multiple promotions and companies getting shows, not just on the local level or, or like in the in the uh, <clears throat> on like the local TV. The local stations for it to be for it to be on national stations like big stations to see so many on TV right now it's, it's pretty good and I'm glad to see that like that's why I said I'm glad to see Lucha Underground coming back and not not as necessarily competition for other shows it's just it to be a fan of wrestling it's probably really good to see you have options that you can you kinda of having to go on the internet or go find something you can actually turn on you turn on the TV and you can see oh. This is on tonight. Let me watch this. This is on tonight. Cause I used to, I remember being able to flip on something on TV and like oh this is coming on tonight. I can watch this tonight. So you have options on different stations of, and, and different kinds of wrestling that you like. If you if you want to watch a different style, like 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 the Japan stuff, it's different stuff too. But they don't have. I wish they had a, a TV country, a TV deal over here somewhere too. But the lucha is is like it's amazing, man. It's it's it's, a, it's an all good thing, and then you. You got guys with more colorful, colorful masks, all these colorful personalities without, without not even without having to talk on the mic. Because I remember watching Lucia Underground, and these guys, didn't, you, they really didn't have to have any mic work. They just they could just have a, a, a lure about them uh, and a different look to them. All of them looked different, but they didn't even have to talk. And then the way Lucia Underground was set up, it was set up, set up like a, a a real TV show. So you didn't really have to, um like, have, have people cutting promos all day long. It was like it was legit it looked legit it looked like the real deal it was like you could cut it on you be like man what's going on here and it, it, the the way that they presented it presented it it was totally different from the everything else that was going on nobody had to come out and get on the mic and argue or you know it, it was the, the, the like the, the the visuals were amazing and i am I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see am glad to back i'm glad to see something different cuz like with something a lot of stuff now it's a lot of promos it's a lot of uh uh backstage segments and you got to know how to talk and uh y- you know so for you, for you not to have to really say anything i and, and uh and still translate well in the american uh market it's pretty good so that's why i think a company like new japan could translate well because there's there are a lot of colorful characters over there too just like uh lucha it's a lot of colorful characters like they do a lot of crazy stuff this well it's, it's just it's, a, it's it's cool it's a cool thing so I'm excited about
1: that. Uh, traditionally in wrestling, we've had a lot of people with the moniker of Prince, and they almost always are cruiserweights. You've had Prince Akea, Prince Puma, Prince of Parkland, Jack Evans, all cruiserweights. You, of course, Prince Adonis, sort of the cruiserweight Build and style yourself. What do you think it is about wrestling that we've seen so many cruiserweights using the moniker of
2: prince? Now you know what that's 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 a good question. Um, <clears throat> I feel I feel like I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just an allure, and you feel like a smaller guy would be a a prince instead of you know a big a bigger guy you might think was a king. And you think a, a smaller guy? Okay, he's 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 next up. He's next up for the throne, just in case. You know, just just it, even if you started off as a cruiserweight and you got bigger, you gained weight. Then you like, hey, he started. He start He was a, he, I, I saw his progression. I saw his forward movement, and I saw his the allure of him. So it, it, it's it's always been a big thing to me. Where, where, what's the next level? You know, where can you start? Where can you go with it?
1: Makes sense. Well, at this point, my co-host, the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones, is standing by. I'm sure Coach has a plethora of questions for you, so I'm going to pass things over to Coach.
0: Hey, Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most, coming at you live from Piala, Washington. How you doing, brother?
2: I'm fine, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Hey, it's an honor to have you on. We have over 1,700 shows now available in all podcast formats. And, man, uh, I really like your look and uh, and your story so far.
2: Oh, man, thank you so much. I'm glad to be on here, man. I'm glad to be a part of it. Like, I, anytime anybody asks me to come on any, any podcast, any Internet show, I'm always glad. I'm always happy to do it. It's always a uh, fun time.
0: All right, nice. So, hey, who were some of your heroes growing up, whether it was sports, wrestling, or ordinary life?
2: Oh, man, I got quite a few, so I can go down this list, though. So. If we're talking about wrestling, uh, oh, there's a lot of them. It was uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Uh, of course, I, I said The Rock earlier, uh, Booker T. Uh, it's a lot of guys, man. Eddie Guerrero for the smaller guys. Uh, it, 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 it's so many. Of them. Then if we we could talk about like entertainment, Lenny Kravitz, uh, uh, Will Smith. Uh, oh man, Wesley Snipes. Just just it's just a lot of a lot of things for me to pull from, and a lot of a lot of people I love Prince. There's a lot of people that, 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 that's like, yeah, this is, because, because with wrestling, it's like your personality kind of has to be larger than life. And a lot of those guys were larger than life to me as a kid. Like, they were like, oh, man, this, these guys are amazing. Sting, these guys are amazing to me. Like, they, they, it's, it's something, it did something. It's like, oh, wow. It's just, it's just crazy how, how somebody can captivate you. And then you're like, yeah, that's, and, and then still to this day. I still follow a lot of, like, I follow a lot of those guys on, on Instagram. Like, I follow, I follow The Rock on Instagram. I follow Lenny Kravitz on Instagram. I follow Will Smith on Instagram. I follow Wesley Snipes. It's just uh, those guys that, that did something. And, they, and, and they still and, you know, even as an adult, you think that you're, you, you're getting where you can be like, okay, I, I kind of learned enough. But these guys are still teaching me stuff. Like, you still, cause I still, I'm still learning things from these guys. And everything that I got out of life, it's still more for them to give to me. That's why I, I still follow them. I still like their posts. I still share their posts because these guys are, are, are role models, and me being an adult, they're still role models to me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and i love to hear about it, you know. and A lot of these questions have more than one answer, so feel free to have as many answers as you, as you like. Now, uh, okay. did you play sports growing up?
2: uh ran track in middle school uh and i oh oh this <laughs> is a weird one you never think i did i did fencing throughout my high school i i did i, I did i actually fenced for for about four oh. years yep
0: all right impressive and then what about what what's your self defense background
2: uh i didn't really do much i did i did kung fu as a kid but that was like that was like um maybe from from nine to twelve
0: okay, and then uh, what's mm-hmm. some of your most memorable matches that either that you've seen or been involved with?
2: oh man, um so I really like uh oh man so it's, it's, it's so many of them I can't do uh, okay we uh macho man and uh Rick Steamboat <laughs> was one of my favorites. Nice. Yeah and uh it's, it's it's the guy i i wrestle, you guys probably look it up on youtube that's a guy named uh tiptoe jeffro uh local guy here i love wrestling i love working that guy man he's he's like he's like an old school guy he has this he's a dance he's a dancing guy and he has like this macho man he, he you you see him you be like he looks like macho man but his style isn't really like that he's an old school he he loves old school wrestling and when I wrestle that guy, it's, it's it's just magic. I don't have to call any spots with him. Like, we just go over, just go and go out there. I say, hey, what you want to do? He says, it don't make a difference. We just go out there and go. It's another guy that I can work like that with uh, several matches I've had with him. His name is uh, Ken Dang. I've worked him. He's a local guy. He's uh uh from Asia, from, from Korea. I've wrestled him and he—he he, it's just a few guys I can just go with, and he's one of those guys that I can just go out there and like, hey, let's 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 tear the house down. Um, it's another, like, when I first kind of broke off, because at first I wasn't Chris Adonis. I was just, my name was just Adonis, and uh when I first started using the moniker, uh, this guy named Chris Ward, I wrestled. We, we wrestled each other in the King of the Stip tournament. I was the King of Mississippi. it's called the King of the Stip. So I wrestled him. All these matches you can find on YouTube, uh, I wrestled him. In the finals, and that guy can go. He 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 he's not shaped. He's he she's also shaped like an old school wrestler. But he's just that that guy is amazing, man. He he, I can work. I can, it's, it's guys that I know I can go out there and work and be real and, and be real friendly with, and I know I'm not going to get hurt. So I can I can actually work these guys and, and feel and feel safe and not have any problems with them. And uh, the, that's just that's just a, that's just just this the name of few.
0: Okay, right on and. Hey, I really love hearing those stories, and I really love Korea. And we're working on getting something going for like a military tour over there. And hey, who better to book both you and the other Korean guy that you're talking about? That'd be nice to have you guys over there.
2: Oh yeah, most definitely, man. Hey, if you come, if you if you book it, I, I I'll come, man. Cause um, uh, funny story. My dad went and lived over there. He was in Korea, uh, in th- for three years uh, a couple years back, and he um he was working at the military base he was teaching he's not in the military but he teaches mili- uh, motorcycle classes on the on the navy base over there so he has he, I, I never got a chance to go over there when he was over there but he had a lot of uh pictures he sent me a lot of stuff a lot of photos you know uh, I, I have a a huge chopstick collection because my my uncle He's been over. He's been in uh, Japan since I was a baby. So I have a huge chopstick collection. I love chopsticks, man, and I, I collect them. I don't even open. Them. I just take them and collect them. My dad, when he went to Korea, he sent me some, and he brought some back when he came back. So, yes, you can get something working like that, man. I love to go over there. It, it man, it's going to be awesome.
0: All right, cool. And then, hey, we might even need to see about having your dad help us out as a contact. Right now, we got people that we're looking at to help us get it going is uh, Leatherface Tony Myers, Evan Ginsberg, the, the producer of the movie uh, The Wrestler. So we got those guys on board. Hey, the more people the merrier to get this thing going. We'd
2: love to work with all you guys. Okay, man. Hey, that sound, hey, that sounds really, really good. Cause I'm all about, cause when, uh, I'm sure everybody is in life, but me as a wrestler, I'm all about different experiences, wrestling in different places, uh, wrestling in front of different crowds. So it, that, all that sounds amazing to me.
0: Nice. And, yeah, I've been with the same uh, woman for 18 years now, and I've been to Korea three times. She's Korean. And I'm planning on retiring over there one day. So, yeah, I really love Korea.
2: Okay. Yeah, it, 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 that sounds that sound, – yeah, and, and my parents, uh, they, like – because uh, my dad, he went over there, and he – um. He took my mom with him because, you know, she, he was gone for three years, and she she didn't want to be here by herself. So she went with him. They really liked it a lot. Like, they actually learned a little okay. bit of their language and everything, but they, they really liked it uh, a lot over there.
0: All right, cool. And then, uh, <laughs> hey, we got uh, questions from some of our listeners. One of our longtime listeners named Kurt Ferris, he has a question for you. Since you're, Okay. Since your uh, gimmick is Adonis, have you ever thought about opening your own flower shop like Adrian Adonis?
2: <laughs> no, I never thought about that. That's crazy, uh-uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine, yeah, what's the chances of that <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then, what's some of your most memorable matches that you've been involved? I think i already answered asked that didn't I. Sorry, I've I yeah. had a lot of stuff going on today. Yeah, but who are
2: some of your toughest opponents? Oh man. Um, so uh, I don't want to be long-winded, but I, I want to name. I, I got a few guys that were that were really, uh, uh, they were really tough. Uh, it was this guy, this big guy um, named. Oh, so I have wrestled uh, Marco Stunt, and I have wrestled Blake Christian on wow, several okay. occasions. I this. Yeah, I, wrestled, I, wrestled Marco. I I was there when Marco stunt first started in the business. We were in a battle royal, and he was and uh, after the match, he was talking to me. He was like, uh, none of these no he was well, actually during the match. He was like, none of these guys want to sell my moves because I'm so small. And I said, you better just start hitting him as hard as you can. <laughs> if they're wow. not going to sell your moves, I was like, I'll sell your moves. So he, you know, I I, I, I work with him real good, and he was like, man, I appreciate that. I thank you for that. But it was a lot of guys, they, they like, when he first broke in his business, nobody wanted to sell for him. They did not want to take – they were like, that, that little bit of dude can't do anything. So they, they didn't want to take any of his moves. And look where it got him, man. I, I thought it was so cool to see how when he first started, nobody wanted to um, do anything for him. They never wanted to sell, and none of that stuff. And then it's like, yeah, he, he, he got way bigger than any of you guys ever got. Because a lot of those guys, we were down in Mississippi. Uh, we were down in um, – not Tupelo. We were down in – uh, Hernando? Hernando. And they 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 those little guys they those guys didn't want to sell for a minute. And then he ended up getting bigger than all of those guys. So I thought that was cool. Awesome. And, um, yeah, Blake Christian though I knew he was going somewhere from the beginning. Like when I when I worked him, I worked him a few times, and um he's he's actually the guy I know I, when I first worked him, he was just getting in maybe into the business, and then he was already doing this crazy stuff. What are you doing? What are you doing in Memphis? Like what are you doing in Mississippi? What the moves that you're doing? Nobody does those types of moves. And so to see him progress and just end, I was like, I I, I kind of knew that he was going to end up somewhere else. Cause he he's from, uh, where, where is it, uh, Trenton, Tennessee. And that's not that far. From, that's like that's like an hour and a half from Memphis. So he was trained down there. And I remember he uh, he's actually the guy, like when I started wearing like long tights, I asked him where did he get his tights from. So when he told me where he got his tights from, I started actually ordering my tights from that guy. So he actually put me on something new because at first I was wearing like uh, the the trunks, and then I was like, "Man, you got some nice tights. Where are you getting your tights from?" So he told me where he ordered his tights from, and uh, it's the same guy who makes like Chad, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin's tights. And um, he told me about that guy, and uh, I started ordering my tights from that guy. And they was, like, he had a lifelong customer out there. But yeah, I, I, that's one of the funnest memories I remember Blake putting me on onto uh, that guy about about like or, like tights and ordering different types of tights and. It, yeah, I just you know it was it was real cool and uh like like I said though Blake and Marco I did work them they weren't tough tough cause they're not but I work I worked them um I'm trying to remember man uh, it's, it's, it's this guy this guy named oh Derek King I finally got to work Derek King after uh, he was a Memphis legend type guy I actually got to work him for the first time he was he was wrestling when I was a teenager he was wrestling when I was a kid so. For me to see, for me to actually get to wrestle him like a year ago, it was cool to get to wrestle him too. Uh, yeah, but he but he knows he knows this business inside and out. Uh, of course, I got to I didn't I haven't wrestled Jerry the King Lawler yet, but I've been in plenty of locker rooms with him. I got to talk to him, pick his brain. So he's he's a a, a real cool dude too. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Buff Bagwell. That's a. Uh, was in the lock, I was in the locker room with Jeff Jarrelala and Buff Bagwell at the same time. Jeff Buff Bagwell's a really cool dude, man. He's he's a really laid back guy, and um, it was just fun. It was just fun to uh, it was just fun to do. Like fun to work with these guys. Work with some of the legends and some of the idols. Did I um? Did you guys see me on Monday Night Raw? No, no, I have not Okay, so I did Monday Night Raw a couple of years ago. I was in that okay. uh, segment. I was the EMT when um, when uh, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar was beat and uh, Brock Lesnar beat up Seth Rollins. And me and one another guy was the guys that put uh, Seth Rollins into the back of the EMT. If you go back to the the main event and where he well, the people that are taking him out of the ring, uh, me and another guy uh, from Kansas, this local another local wrestler from Kansas, were taking him out of the ring. So if you go back and you try to find the clips, I'm on there. And uh funny story about that is when um, they were telling us that Brock's not going to open up the ambulance, they are like, okay, we we're, we're, we're you, you guys are going to get Seth, put him in the ambulance, then we're going to go to commercial, and then Brock's going to pull him out, but we're going to make sure you guys get out of the ambulance first. So we were like, okay, cool. So I guess Vince changed his mind at the end, and we were in the ambulance. The ambulance stopped. Brock snatches the door open, snatches Steph out. I was like, oh, my God, if this man is going to snatch me out. I was not ready to be <laughs> tossed around. I was like, I was like is, 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 is Brock going to really pick me up and throw me something? But he's a cool guy, too, because I was in a meeting with him, Steph, uh, Paul Heyman, and uh, Vince McMahon. It was really cool to be in that meeting for that, for, that, for that spot. I was like, he's really nice. But I was like, if Brock snatches me out, they did not tell me he was about to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't yeah. grab me, so I didn't feel bad because he, he didn't grab me and throw me. I was like, "Oh my god, this man that's me out this thing. I just better be ready, I guess." <laughs> nice, what a blessing, man! Right, man, and, and and I know everybody talks about the catering, man. that catering is uh, immaculate. You can because you, you have to be there. Um, I did a Raw, I did SmackDown. I mean, I did a Raw in Little Rock, and I did a SmackDown, of course, in Memphis. So we had to be there at like uh, eight o'clock in the morning. You were there from eight till the show was over, with. and uh, we were like, "Man, this is early." But they had they had, they had so much catering, and the catering was like top notch. It was like, "Man, now wonder y'all just eating the catering because y- you could just really go in there and eat whenever you wanted, like all day long." And then they then they were changing the menu, like at about one, they were changing the menu again at about six. So you you had you, these uh, several options, and uh. It was amazing. Oh, I got another funny story. So I was sitting down. I was sitting, and I was sitting by uh, maybe Kalisto and um, Lindsay Dorado. And so I was just sitting down eating, and I looked up, and this man, some dude was like, uh, can I sit down and eat? Can I sit at this table with you guys? And I looked up, and it was Eric Bischoff. And I was like, what? Are you asking Do you want me to get up? I mean, what are you asking me? Can you sit right here? That's crazy. I was like, he's asking, can he sit with us? I was like. Oh, it, it was trying to sit like by me. I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, "I can't even answer. Like, what am I supposed to say?" Uh, of course, <laughs> he sat down, and I was like, "Man, freaking Eric Bischoff, man!" And 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 that that first night, like the Raw, I met like everybody. I was like, "Wow!" It's talking to Vince and Paul Heyman, asking what my name was and how long I had been wrestling. Uh, a lot of guys were really really nice. Ricochet was really and. Ricochet, me and Ricochet are like the same height. It was it was funny to see like he's not bigger than me. A lot of those guys are smaller, or that TV makes them look so big. they was like man, Ricochet, me and Ricochet are the same height. I did not realize that uh, we were about we was he might have been a little bit taller than me. But we're about the same height, and uh, it was it was it, like the whole experience was amazing, man. It was amazing. All
0: right, cool. And then hey, so you wrestled down there in the Gulf Coast. Uh, one of our past guests, Sweet Daddy Jones. Are you familiar with him?
2: Yeah,
0: uh-huh, yep <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's awesome, yeah And then Yeah, what about him um, in the
2: locker room H- Who? Okay, go ahead Oh, no, no, I just I just said I was, yeah, I was in the locker room With him uh, a while back I don't think I've met him No, I haven't met him yet Okay, yeah, he's our guest for Sunday He's from
0: Mississippi, Louisiana area Okay Okay, and then Who's some of your favorite people to work?
2: Uh, my favorite people to work um it's a few guys that I really like to work uh it's it's this new guy that had not been wrestling long his style he has like a a shoot wrestling style maybe like a uh his name is um Devin Taylor he's a real a really good kid he he uh he he probably been wrestling like a year or two now maybe two years He's a, I really like to work him uh like I was saying earlier I really like to work uh, tip, uh Tiptoe Jethro Wilson. Real fun got to work. Derek King was really fun to work. Um, this guy named Big Swole, Justin Cole, uh, local Memphis guy. He's a really good guy to work. Um, uh, well, this guy named Walker Hayes. He's a big guy. He he, know, he normally wrestles in like Chicago, in the Chicago area. Um, he start He actually he's actually Marco Stunt's best friend. He started down in Mississippi too. Um... Oh, it's a lot of guys, man. I, I the list would go on, man. I, I have a lot of because, but it for the list of guys that I don't like to work. I have I'd rather say I, I have more guys that I like to work with. Yeah, it's, it's it's only been a few guys that I'm like, man, I'm not working that guy. I don't ever want to work that guy again. But um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it, it, it's a That's guy that great. I really, it's a guy, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, it's, it's just, and it's a few guys like in the Atlanta area, like uh, David Ali that I want to work, uh, this guy in in uh, North Carolina, or maybe he's in South Carolina, uh, Zuka King, I want to work him. There's a lot of guys that I still haven't, that I really want to work that I haven't worked.
0: Okay, yeah, well, we're honored. We've had Zuka King on Turnbuckle Turmoil, and I've got to interview him in my NGW green room, so yeah, he's, I've really, uh,
2: you know, he's a really great wrestler, yes. Yeah, man, I follow him, like, I think I'm, I I followed him on Instagram, and he followed back, and and then um we we got, uh, we started inboxing each other on Facebook, and I was like, I was trying to see, we were both trying to see if we could get each other booked in our area, because I was like, man, you want to come to Memphis, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to get you here, and he was like, well, I'll try to get you here too, I was like, yeah, well, keep looking out for me, man, if you can get in that area, I'd love to come work up there, it ain't even got to work you, I just love to work up there, you know? And he was like, well, if you can get me in yeah. Memphis, cause he 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 he, he likes uh three, 6 Mafia and a lot of the Memphis rappers. So I was like, he was like, if you can get me there, I said, hey, one day we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work this out.
0: Yeah, you know, and the other thing that's more special than just being a great worker, he's a decent guy too, you know. So money can't buy that.
2: Right, at all. Yeah. Cause, cause, you know, so a lot <laughs> of people in this business can be can be really really uppity, you know, or, or think they're better than a lot of people. So for him to, you know, but I I, I kind of figured that because a lot of people uh, that I follow or you know won't follow back or won't respond. And you're like, hey, I like your work or I like this, I like that. There they were like, uh, you're a mark. I'm like, I'm not a mark. I'm a rascal too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, another one of
0: our standard questions. I'm sure Sign Guy would like to know if or what type of your uh, favorite coffee to drink is, if you drink it.
2: Oh, uh, so I, I, I like I like Starbucks, but I try to go, but I try not to go as much so I can still like it as much as I do. Say uh vanilla bean frapp, vanilla bean frapp is my favorite.
0: <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, and some guy likes to point out there's a bunch of wrestlers that have their own coffee, so he's got me on a little task of trying to try all of them.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I, that's just about good for me. I appreciate you giving us all those suggestions on people to look up. I definitely will do that. But before I let you go, I should give my plug so the guy can let me off off the line. Anyway, yeah, okay. you can reach me at Co- Coach Mike Jones at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Also, make sure to check out the NGW Green Room. We've got hundreds of interviews on there. And the Real School Army, one of the greatest factions in the world. And me and Sign Guy also started up our Cincinnati Reds organizational report. We just started last week. And I've been doing the daily Seattle Mariners organizational report every day. Make sure to check those out. Hey, and, brother, I want to thank you once again and wish you all the luck in the world. And all the success. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you, Coach. Well, Prince Adonis,
1: one of the things that happens on shows pretty much everywhere is the time-tested match of the Battle Royal. A lot of wrestlers have opinions both ways on battle royal. Some people like doing them. Some people detest them. What's your stance when it comes to the battle royal?
2: Okay, so with the battle royal, it all depends on which show I'm in. Sometimes I love them because it's easy work. You, you really don't have to do anything. But choke, punch, kick. You're not really doing much in a battle royal until you like. Unless you first come out, you you, you do your signature move, your finishing move, at the beginning. So, I feel like i mean they're um they're pretty easy and if you're in there with some guys that are pretty easy to work with they're fun, but if you're with some guys that are just stubborn and don't wanna like don't wanna do you're like, what are you doing? They really don't you know don't know the layout and don't know how to really ha- be in one those are not as fun but the but the ones that you do like when I do the ones like I know uh, the main place that I wrestle on one wrestling has had a few of them those are uh, amazing. And I, and, and I can't see anything better because this, this is a locker room full of amazing guys. But some of man, uh, some of those shows, it's like terrible. It's like so it, it's, it's either or with me. And um, good, another good thing about those battle royals, if I know I'm not winning, if I if I really don't want to be in there, I was like, man, come on, somebody just eliminate me, and I will have somebody just eliminate me, put me out, or I'll just jump out on top of somebody that's already put out, or you know, some of them if it's somebody that I'm already in a rivalry with. I just jump out on that person and eliminate myself if, if I really don't want to be in it.
1: One of the things for pro wrestlers that helps pay the bills and keeps revenue flowing, especially during the COVID era when live shows were sort of minimal is merchandise. We've seen wrestlers come out with any number of different items for sale that fans take home with them after, Partying with their favorite parts of currency. What's your merchandise game like these days?
2: Oh man. I, I I'm gonna tell you what I was waiting on. Like when um when the pandemic hit, I really didn't have as much as I should've. I probably had like uh pictures, like the little eight by tens so. I had photos that I signed and let people but when when the um when the pandemic hit, I started getting shirts. I had shirts for my storm, the Storm Group. I started buying pins, uh, uh, stickers, anything that you can put on, that you can stick on something, like on uh, car decals, anything that you could put on something, I had it. And, I, and, and to this day, I still try to keep it uh, a lot because the, the shirts, somebody else sees the shirt, they're like, yeah, I want one of those shirts. So I tried to, and I, uh, me and Night Train, we, I, we have a Storm shirt, I also have a individual, uh, the Prince of Donis shirt, get your weight up shirt, and Night Train has a Night Train shirt. So I try to keep our merch, uh, is as, is as, like is, as, as, uh, in in high demand as possible, and I try to keep stuff for the group as a whole. Uh, even our manager has a a shirt. Uh, his shirt says Trash and Garbage. His name is Jaws. So I try to my best to have something for the whole group, kind of like. If, and then I put, I have, this, they have the, the logos on the front and then they have the storm symbol on the back of them at the, at the top. So it's kind of like a, a cohesive thing. Like even when it's time for us to come up with new f- catchphrases, a new anything, I'll put the, the new catchphrase on the front and I'll put the storm symbol on the back and a little small top uh, back, back behind the neck. So I try to make sure that it's, it's a cohesive unit and a separate thing at the same time. Like everybody has their own individual merch. We have Night Train. Uh, stickers we have Jaws of stickers we try to have dogs pins that you know uh all kinds of stuff i try i try to keep i try to keep um uh coasters i try to i try to have all kinds of stuff for for for, uh, for me and for my uh my my group as a whole
0: being that you are based in
1: memphis that's one of the most historically rich locations for pro wrestling, it goes back to essentially the very beginnings of pro wrestling is when Memphis had pro wrestling. You have any number of legends that used to work in the Memphis area before becoming famous. Being central to Memphis, do you come across a lot of the legendary Memphis guys that were from the Memphis territory? Just whether it be at shows or even just being around town?
2: Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. I, I, I don't see um, Jerry Lala as much, but I you can see him at any given time. Yeah, but uh, a lot of the shows that I do, you see a lot of guys, like I was talking about uh, Derrick King earlier, uh, uh, Superstar Bill Dundee, a lot of the Memphis guys you see on a uh, regular basis. Uh, uh, Kamala. He's passed now, but you, you, it's, it's at it's, the most of the time they come to those shows and they do like signings and they do like uh, meet and greets. The Rock and Roll Express, uh, uh, Tommy Rich, a, a lot of those guys are, are at the local shows a lot. So even if they're not, even if that wrestling they're not working, they are around. Like you, 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 you're meeting especially being in the locker room. You, I see them a lot. Uh, Boogie Wiggie Boy uh Gary Valiant, it's um uh the Boogie Man's son and he and he's a, he's he does a lot of the local shows. So yeah man it's, it's like it's a constant like it's it's a norm at this point. Um
1: there's been a form of televised wrestling in Memphis for many, many decades as well. Uh television ratings at one point Memphis for wrestling was one of the largest ratings that any show anywhere in the country got. I know it's a different world with streaming services and YouTube and so forth, but did you learn how to work as far as wrestling on a televised product as opposed to just wrestling on your standard show in front of a live audience?
2: Uh, most definitely man, um when I first started the uh content I was wrestling for, it was IWA back in the day, um uh, well that back in the day, maybe eleven years ago, when I first started before they they, they did have T V on our local uh uh Channel thirty, C W thirty, they had we had T V so I had to learn, you know, the cameras and all that stuff. So I did when I first when I first started the first maybe the first three months we weren't we didn't have the T V deal. But once I got into it a little bit more they got the TV deal, and I and I had to learn how to work TV pretty much.
1: One of the icons of the early Memphis days wasn't even a wrestler, but it was the announcer. Of course, Lance Russell came to symbolize Memphis wrestling for a lot of people, and his longtime broadcast partner Dave Brown still even just in the last few years would pop up on shows around Memphis and he was on television as the weatherman for many many decades, spanned several generations Dave Brown I believe still a beloved figure within the Memphis wrestling community, do you ever get the chance to Come across Dave Brown ever?
2: Yeah, I've uh, I've met Dave Brown uh couple uh, maybe twice. Yeah, I've I, I've met Dave Brown. Uh, Lance Russell, I haven't met, but Night Train, my tag team partner, has met him several times.
1: That's fantastic. I know the announcers actually were consider the reason that Lawler and Jared got television in the first place because they were able to bring the announcers from the old promotion with them. So they're definitely very, very valued community in pro wrestling. Now, we discussed kind of the battle royals and everything, which is always a dangerous match, but There are lots of matches out there that tend to create blood within the match. Mm -hmm. And I know historically in the Memphis area, blood has been a big part of wrestling. You would see it on a weekly basis, practically. Mm -hmm. But in the last few years, fans have become a little bit more squeamish of blood just because of what, medical sciences learn on blood borne pathogens and disease and so forth and so on. Where do you stand when it comes to the issue of blood in wrestling matches?
2: Well, um, for the most part, man, it I mean, I'm fine with it, but I myself have never in my eleven years have never bled. So <laughs> it's fine as somebody else is doing as long as it's not me. I, I don't want to be I don't want to be busted open. I don't want to. If, if it's a mistake, okay. But because I think maybe the only I, my ear has been been busted before, but that's about it as far as the. I I really don't want to be involved in anything that's gonna you know that's gonna make me bleed because I'm not you know I'm not, I'm not I, don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm that type of rascal. I don't want to. I don't want to be. Uh, Bleeding all over the ring and something especially if I'm not the main event somebody else got to come out there and they got to try to get it up and So it, it's just something that I've never dealt with or never wanted to be a part of because even when they was like uh Like hard I've never I've never been in a, a hardcore match either myself like I just it's just something that I I I don't I don't want to say I don't feel like it's wrestling But I just want to say that I just don't want to be a part of I don't want to be involved in Any type of street fight. I mean, I'll you know what I'll do a street fight I I just don't want to be involved in a hardcore match or a barbed wire or that's just something that I have never done. I've always uh, steered away from uh, those type of matches.
1: Understood. Well, we have a few minutes left in the show, and I want to make sure you have ample time. If there's anything that you would like to say to the listeners today, plug and promote Anything and everything you have—the social medias, the merchandise, the upcoming shows, your favorite barbecue restaurant—anything you would like, floor is all yours.
2: All right, thanks, man. So, uh, if you want to, if people want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, simply Adonising on IG. On IG, um, if you want to follow the Storm, the Storm 901 is on Twitter. We have a Storm group on Facebook. If you want to join, just send a request, and I'll. Uh, Allow people to join the storm on Facebook. Uh, I have I'm also it's Prince Adonis on Facebook, and I also uh, sell and collect action figures. If you want to buy a, uh, if you want to buy action figures from me, I have. If my my company is called Happy Mongoose Toys on uh on it's Happy underscore Mongoose underscore Toys on Facebook on Instagram it's Happy underscore Mongoose underscore Collection. I have a variety of things that I like to sell. I like to uh, do tour photography on there. So if you guys want to follow that, and you want to follow me on any any of those, you can do so. Uh, if you want to look up nine on one wrestling, it's just 901wrestling.com. wrestling dot com. I am on the roster, Prince Adonis. Uh, that's pretty much uh, all I have. Well,
1: Prince Adonis it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. I definitely. I appreciate you taking time to be with us today, and I want to wish you the very best. And hopefully, Coach will get things going. We'll see you in South Korea at some point.
2: Oh yeah, most definitely, man. I got to get over there. That's that's a must. I I really hope we can get this this thing worked out, man. Because my parents are over there, and I they used to even when I used to video chat with them. They used to show me certain things, and I it, it it seems like an amazing place, man, that I would love to go to. But thank you for having me. On your show. Thank you for even asking, man. Because you know, for 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 me to even be on your radar, I feel good about that. So, you know, so I I enjoyed this tonight. And, and if you ever want to have me back, uh, you, I, I'd be more than happy to come back. If you want to have Night Train, just let me know. I'll get him down and ready to roll. You know, just let me know.
1: Absolutely, we will definitely have you back, and hopefully we'll get your partner with you the next time. And I want to wish both of you the best of success. Hopefully we'll have you back on in the not-too-distant future. Maybe we'll cross paths in some locker rooms at some point.
2: Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: (laughs) All right, fans, if you have not checked out Prince Adonis, rectify that. Go to the YouTubes. Look him up. He's a fantastic talent. Look him up on the social media. If you're an action figure guy, buy some toys from him. We will be back with you Sunday. We have Mustang Mike coming to the show. Looking forward to having the Mustang Mike on the show. And then we'll be back in one week right here with Brad Bad. He's out of the southeast, longtime pro wrestler. I think you'll enjoy him as well, so make sure you have plans to be with us. Everybody stay safe out there. Go support your local independents if you have some near you running this week.
0: Yes, and ready to impress. Oh yeah! tonight. I'm mission for tonight.